Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. It's the middle of the week. Happy Wednesday to you. I am your host, Richard Holdridge, and we got some sports topics to cover today. In this show, I'm going to recap some of the events that happen in the NBA. I'm also going to talk about the latest NFL head coaching vacancies. And with Nick Saban getting his sixth national title at the University of Alabama, has he created a monopoly in college football? First off, we had some action in the National Basketball Association last night. The Philadelphia 76ers defeated the Miami Heat 137-134 in overtime. A great win for the Sixers as they still are one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. They bounce back with Joel Embiid scoring 45 points. So who is the best team in the Eastern Conference? Right now, the Boston Celtics are currently in first place. However, their game against the Chicago Bulls was postponed. And one of the concerns that the NBA has is with the amount of cancellations and the amount of players that have tested positive for COVID, will the NBA suspend the season for a couple of weeks to try to get back on track. Does the NBA need to go into a bubble? Well, we have a 72-game season, and it's spread out over a period of four to five months, and that is something that the NBA has got to think about. Of course, the Lakers continue to roll. They get a big win over the Houston Rockets. They're now 9-3. and They have the best record in the NBA, and this was expected. The Lakers reloaded by getting some talented players off the bench. LeBron James scored 26 points. He is just getting better with age. And as LeBron James gets older and he's more of a seasoned veteran, as he stamps himself as the greatest basketball player of all time, he doesn't have to do it all because he's got Anthony Davis there. So you got two superstars on one team. And LeBron James is a very smart basketball player. He's going to surround himself with players that will play with him and in his system. I think that Dennis Schroeder, the acquisition of Dennis Schroeder was a huge pickup for the Lakers, a veteran point guard. Marc Gasol has got championship experience with the Toronto Raptors. Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, a lot of people don't remember A lot of people remembered when he was a star in Detroit. He came out of the University of Georgia. He was their first-round pick, and he fits very well in the Lakers' system. So does Kyle Kuzma. So does Montrez Harrell. The Los Angeles Lakers are just going to run away with this season, and they're the odds-on favorite to win a second NBA title. We don't know how many more years LeBron James has left. He is not slowing down anytime soon. Just looking at the Eastern Conference with the Celtics at 7-3, the Sixers at 8-4. They're in a virtual tie for first place in the Eastern Conference. 
The Milwaukee Bucks are starting to gain ground as Giannis is still showing that he is the MVP of the league. Indiana Pacers looking good. They got a big win over the Golden State Warriors. Over in the Western Conference, right behind the Lakers, you got the Utah Jazz. Their two superstars, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, has shown that they can get the job done. Mike Conley, a veteran point guard. Utah's got a pretty good team. The Clippers, with their star power of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they have also got a good team. The Phoenix Suns has been the surprise of the league with the acquisition of Chris Paul. Him and Devin Booker in the backcourt have just a lethal one-two punch that allows the Phoenix Suns to do what they like to do on offense. The one team that I'm disappointed with is the Houston Rockets at 3-6. and six. What do you do with James Harden? Does he want to be there? Several destination spots for James Harden. He could land in Miami. There's talks about him going to Brooklyn. What about Boston? There's some teams that would definitely pick up James Harden, but, but is he a superstar? He's more of a prolific prolific scorer, somebody like what Carmelo Anthony was during his prime. James Harden is not the number one superstar that you want to build your team around, and he is unhappy in Houston. I am impressed with Christian Wood. He has come on strong as of late, but the Houston Rockets have a different identity with John Wall as their point guard. DeMarcus Cousins is in the mix. The Houston Rockets, they let go. Head coach Mike D'Antoni, they got a new coach in there, and I'm thinking that the Houston Rockets are going to have a disappointing season. Surprisingly, the Denver Nuggets are 5-6. and six. This is a team that took on the Lakers in the Western Conference Final last year with Nikolai Jokic, Jamal Murray. They had some players that looked really good, and right now they're a disappointing 5-6. and six. It's still early, but the NBA season is just getting started, and it is exciting. What do the Philadelphia Eagles do now that they have fired head coach Doug Peterson? I was looking back at the NFL head coaches for the Eagles. You had Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, and then recently Doug Peterson. Out of those three coaches, Doug Peterson is the only one to have won a Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles. Every head coach has had a winning record, and then once they had a losing record, they were fired. That happened with Andy Reid. That happened with Chip Kelly and now Doug Peterson. It makes you wonder, why is the leash so short in Philly? Are the expectations too high for an Eagles coach? And would anybody want this job after knowing that one bad losing season and they could possibly get the ax? The Eagles are strongly considering Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley. Is that a smart route to go the college way? I mean, it didn't really work out with Chip Kelly, but I think that the Eagles do have Carson Wentz. He had a bad season. I think you don't lose faith in that. I think that they give Carson Wentz another shot. Jalen Hurts is a good backup quarterback. We don't have a con- we do not have a quarterback controversy in Philly. Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz can learn this offense and Jalen Hurts will be a good backup in Philly and he can also be trade value, but you don't you gave up You gave Carson Wentz all that money. You've got to center the offense around Carson Wentz. This team is getting a lot older. If you look at some of their players on defense, Fletcher Cox is up there in age. You have Brandon Graham. You have Jeremiah Trotter. You don't have the young players that you once had. What do they do with the sixth-round pick? Do they take Devontae Smith? 
the talented wide receiver out of Alabama. It looks like they're going to pick a wide receiver, possibly Jamar Chase. They want to get an explosive, dynamic wide receiver. They had injuries with Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. They have had a history of injured wide receivers. They have got to get some dynamic weapons on offense to get explosive plays for Carson Wentz that should bounce back from his injury and could improve in 2021. The Seattle Seahawks fired offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer after three seasons. I don't know what happened with the Seattle Seahawks offense. They seemed to hit a wall. The first eight games, they were averaging 34 points in the league, and Russell Wilson looked like an early MVP candidate. But once their offense hit a wall, they did have some injuries with the running backs. They seemed to rely more on their defense. When their defense improved after getting Jamal Adams back, who was healthy, and the addition of defensive end Carlos Dunlap, the Seattle Seahawks offense hit a wall, and that's why they lost to the Los Angeles Rams in the first round of the playoffs. You've got to give Russell Wilson some help. Get an offensive coordinator in here that is a creative play caller. I think Pete Carroll's job is on the line. He's already gone through two offensive coordinators. His first offensive coordinator was Daryl Bevel. Of course, he will be forever known for Russell Wilson passing instead of giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl that allowed Malcolm Butler to intercept it right at the goal line in the end zone, and the Patriots were were able to win their fifth Super Bowl. Seattle was on track to become a dynasty. They won a Super Bowl in 2013 after dismantling the Denver Broncos. Then they take on the New England Patriots in a crazy Super Bowl. I remember watching that game. The Jermaine Curse catch was unbelievable. Russell Wilson... Once again, he had some magic. He had some plays that were just unbelievable. And as a 49ers fan, I've watched Russell Wilson play this last since he has been in the league since 2012. What's great about Russell Wilson is that he will ad-lib. He will improvise and he will create plays on his own. That is why he is regarded as one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play this game, and I do mean that. I mean that Russell Wilson has got all the skills. A lot of people wish he was a little bit taller. A lot of people wish that he had just some of the footwork that he's able to just sit back in the pocket and just throw darts, but that is not his game. He is an athlete. Remember, he played baseball as well. Russell Wilson is an athlete. He's able to throw the ball down the field. He's got a beautiful touch on his his ball. He just finds a way. He's very accurate. He can run with the football. You can play him in a rust. You can play him in a run pass option. There's something special about Russell Wilson. And as a 49ers fan, he breaks my heart more times than ever. I cannot name how many times Russell Wilson has won a game all by himself where he has come back. He's brought the Seahawks back. The Seahawks never get blown out. The Seahawks are always in games, and that's what's great about Russell Wilson. So hopefully they get a good offensive coordinator in there with creative play calling. Maybe offensive coordinator Joe Brady. He is a candidate to be a head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Joe Brady is one of 
the up-and-coming young head coaches. He is one of the most up-and-coming young coordinators in the league. He's the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. Before that, he helped LSU win a national title by developing quarterback Joe Burrow, and he just shattered records in the SEC last year. And so that would be a good fit for the Atlanta Falcons. I think they need to go back to an offensive-minded head coach if they want to get Matt Ryan some creative play calling, and they have got to just let the offense do what they do rather than get conservative. Has head coach Nick Saban created a monopoly in college football? He has led Alabama to six national championships. And I know yesterday I said that Alabama had a total of 16. I'm going to get some heat from Alabama fans that they actually have 18. I actually went back. Uh, There are some national titles before the poll era that do count. They actually had a national championship that was shared with USC in the 1970s. So they do have 18. So I apologize. I, I just wanted to give Alabama their due that they are the most prolific, the most successful college football team of all time and they've had the two greatest college football coaches of all time Bear Bryant and Nick Saban so that's something to be proud of in Tuscaloosa I really mean that I'm not an Alabama fan but I'm really happy that Alabama fans all over the south are celebrating that their team won a national championship and it makes you wonder When is it going to be the time for the other college football teams? Does the Pac-12 ever have a shot at winning a national championship? Alabama has got the key ingredients. They have the greatest coach of all time. He develops assistants like nobody's business. He knows how to coach up a team. In 2017, Alabama had the greatest recruiting class of all time. If you look at that recruiting class, it had Tua Tagovailova. It had Mac Jones which at the time, he was a three-star recruit. They had Devonta Smith. They had Henry Ruggs. They had Najee Harris. They had Alex Leatherwood, is one of the best offensive tackles. That team, the four years that Alabama, when they won that national title with Tua Tagovailova as a freshman, up to this point, this senior class has been very successful going to another national title. Had a down year last year, losing two games to LSU and Auburn. But they bounced back and defeated Michigan in the Outback Bowl. The Alabama Crimson Tide recruiting class from 2017 is one of the greatest of all time. And I think that Alabama just has credit with Nick Saban, another number one recruiting class. And Nick Saban has been doing it for a decade. And that's what it's all about. He has done it the right way. He gets players to Alabama and he coaches them up. Now, do other teams in college football have a shot? I think Georgia was very close when they hired Kirby Smart. That was a great hire. Remember, the last three times Kirby Smart has played Nick Saban, Georgia has had a lead on Alabama at halftime. Georgia just needs to learn how to close out games. They do have another top five recruiting class. You're going to have a quarterback battle next year with JT Daniels and the incoming five-star talent Brock Vandegrift. And the University of Georgia, in my opinion, should be playing Alabama in the SEC championship game for 2021. Georgia had a down year this year because they did not go to JT Daniels. He was injured. I honestly feel if JT Daniels would have played, they would have at least beaten Florida. But they gave Alabama a game you got to think that Alabama, this was the greatest Alabama team in the Nick Saban era 
but Georgia was leading them at halftime. I know I went through that game. I've analyzed that game. I've thought to myself that Georgia had the lead and they had the ball. If they would have been aggressive, that would have been a much closer game, but Alabama beat them 41 to 24. So looking back at that game, Georgia, there were some things that they could have done better to make sure that they win that game. Remember, Richard LeCount had a huge interception to start the game off. He hasn't played all year. So Georgia is a different team without Richard LeCount. And they're losing some players on defense. Ojolari is going to go to the NFL. Eric Stokes is going to go to the NFL. But are they going to reload on defense? Is JT Daniels, who is now an NFL prospect for the 2022 NFL draft, is JT Daniels going to be that quarterback that takes Georgia to the next level? And I still think that George Pickens is going to be an all-SEC wide receiver. And they also have Kendall Milton, the talented freshman running back. He's going to be in his second year. So the University of Georgia should be fine. What about those other teams? Is head coach Ed Orgeron at LSU on the hot seat? He had a very down year this year after winning the national title the year before. Is Lane Kiffin going to be a good coach for Ole Miss? They've given him an extension. Jimbo Fisher, he had Texas A&M at number five. Does Texas A&M turn the corner and compete with Alabama in the SEC West? So many questions to answer for 2021. Alabama will start the season taking on the University of Miami, and Derek Keene will come back for the Hurricanes. That is going to be an exciting game, and I hope to see that. It'd be the rematch of the 1992 Sugar Bowl that gave Alabama a national title in 92 for head coach Gene Stallings. I am excited about college football. I'm excited about the NBA. We have a big game here in Columbus tonight. Clayton State and Columbus State are going at it at the Lumpkin Center. I will talk about that game tomorrow. I want to thank all my listeners who download my podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. I will talk to you tomorrow. Hope everybody has a great day. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.